Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Hello. It is, I'm, you know, it is a fifth sun, fifth Sunday. <laughs> it is a fifth Monday. It sure is. But we are switching a couple of things. We're going to yeah. do a What's on Your Shelf today and then have a special treat for you next week, which is normally right. like our What's on Your Shelf. We're going on a field trip. We are super excited It'll about it. It'll be really it. fun and come back next Monday for that one. Absolutely. So yeah. stay tuned. Please. Um, but today we will be doing a What's on Your Shelf. So you won't yeah. miss that. No. It's You're here still going to get your fill. Yes. Before we jump into what we've been reading, Jamie. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yes. So our book for August is The Collected Regrets of Clover by Mickey Brammer. And this is a first novel from her, but she is not new to writing. So this is a little bit on her, on who she is. She is an Australian journalist currently based in New York. And some other things I've read said that um, she also spent time in Tasmania. Oh. Off the coast of, right? The little island off the coast of Australia. Yeah. Is Tasmania part of Australia? I or is it its own country? Oh, that is a very good question. Hmm, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she spent her childhood in Tasmania surrounded by a flock of quirky great aunts and uncles who instilled with her a passion for adventure, curiosity, and storytelling. Ooh. She has spent the past nine years writing about design, architecture, and art for publications including Architectural Digest, Dwell, and Lonely Planet. The Collected Regrets of Clover is her first novel. Wow. Yeah. So, interesting that she's an architectural and art writer. Yeah. And now has dabbled into some fiction. fiction. So. Yeah, just I did look it up while you were writing. Tasmania is an island state of Australia. An island state. Okay. Is what, how it's classified. Anyway. Interesting. Lots of new things. Yeah. So I'm excited for to read her first novel. Yeah. Gets great reviews. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. Me too. Awesome. Well, let's take a break. Okay. And now we okay. get to talk about what we've been reading. Book books, Sarah. I am super excited. You're up first today. Okay, yeah. Tell me what's on your shelf. Well, I have some good ones. The first one I want to talk about today is The Five Star Weekend by Ellen Hildebrand. Um, We all know. Better have gotten five stars. Right. With its title, right? Right. Um, This is a really fun book. I love Ellen Hildebrand. Yes. Um, We, last August, actually, we had her book as our book club pick. Mm -hmm. And so we learned a lot about her. That was meant to be her last book. Oh my gosh, you're right. And she came out with another one? Yes. So she was convinced by her book publisher to do three more books so okay they must be paying her a lot of money to come back and do these last three yeah that and that's she- that she couldn't refuse yes okay so this is the first it's called the five-star weekend mm-hmm. um takes it takes place is, on nantucket it takes place <laughs> right on nantucket i don't know Shocker. how you guessed that it um it was super fun it's the story of a woman who is just recently an empty nester, mm-hmm. has one child. She, during COVID, 
became like a big Instagram person, foodie mm-hmm. person. And she's okay. created this website, that community um, with food and recipes and entertaining and just like how to make food um, a community experience. Mm-hmm. And she just went, it just, she just took off and she just became this big thing, which was super fun for her because mm-hmm. she's been devoting her life to her child. Right. Kind of yeah, her so turn. Her, yeah. A little bit of her. Yeah. Her husband is a world renowned surgeon and is uh, is very busy with that and travels quite a bit doing lectures and conferences and things. And so they have now this like thing. So at the very beginning of the book, um, her husband dies and she her life is rocked and she is struggling, um, trying to grieve and Mm -hmm. be okay um and she decides that what she needs is to have like to celebrate the five like these five stages she heard about this person who did this she took her best friend from the five different stages of her life childhood um i like this college young motherhood Mm -hmm. anyway so she has these five Different stages that she was able to separate her life and take, like, her best friend from those stages to come to her home in Nantucket and have a five-star weekend. So she plans it all out. Like, there's, like, a schedule of events, and they go and do all the things around Nantucket that are so fun while she's trying to heal Mm -hmm. by, like, reconnecting with these parts of her life. Okay. Because some of these friends she hasn't spoken to in It seems like a lot of time. Yeah. And I think and she work. needed that. She needed yeah. to throw. She's an entertainer. Yeah. You know, this she loves to bring people together. It's definitely up her alley. And she goes all out. And it's super fun. And she, like, they they even have, like, color suggestions for this dinnerware, pink or white. Ooh. You know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. And at first, you're kind of like, what? But then when they do, you can see how maybe it's kind of fun. Like, yeah. it just adds another just element and... to the experience. Yeah. So fun. And An so, escape from reality almost. Like. Yes. Her daughter is like angry with her and not speaking with her over a few things. And so she, but she's like a photographer. And so she invites her to come and photograph the whole event for the website and things. And so she agrees. And so it's them, he, you know, their relationship, this relationship between her and each of these women that she invites mm-hmm. to the party. Of course, there's a lot of fun on Nantucket and you get the, the island feeling. Um, it's classic Ellen Hildebrand. I loved it. I gave it four stars. There's Fantastic. certainly twists. You okay. can expect it. It's not like shocking in the sense that it is an Ellen Hildebrand book. Mm-hmm. But I it's wonderful. Like you need a good beach read. That's this it. is this is the one. This like, is a good it's start a great, to the next three books. I think so. Awesome. And how fun. Like, let's invite five friends and go on a vacation. Yeah. Where we like go to fun restaurants and dress up. I don't know. Do it seemed super fun. fun. Yeah. I had a friend who threw a tea party once. Oh my gosh. How fun. I, like as adults, we were married. She's just like, we're having a tea party, like invitations and everything. Oh, Come that for is tea. Darling. And it was really super fun. Yeah. To just be like, this is not a normal thing to do. Yeah. And we're going to get like, dressed up and have a tea party. Maybe feel a little uncomfortable getting there right but then but once, once you're there, there which i got so that enjoyable. feeling in yeah. this book like everyone was kind of like oh what 
It's like you throw a tea party when you're kids with all your dolls and your plastic cups, but then as an adult to throw a tea party. Yeah. That was like legit. Yeah, I bet. I bet it was yeah, fun. It was super fun. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So, so fun. Weekend of that. that sounds awesome. Yeah. So it's called the Five Star Weekend and I gave it four stars. Fantastic. All right. My first one up today is actually one that you talked about recently. And so I'm not going to go way into it. I just wanted to circle back around. I read Finding Me by Viola Davis. Oh. And I have to say, wow. I know. What an incredible woman. What an incredible life story. Right. To really live in such poverty mm-hmm. and to pick yourself up and break out of it. We know that that is not common to break out of it. And it's what amazing. I loved about it is just the little people along the way that gave her that other next little nudge or the little hope that you can do something or the um, the community theater opportunities that when you're a marginalized child living in a marginalized community, those little services that are going to help some of those kids be able to climb out of it. That's exactly what she had and the drive and the desire to not live like that. My impression of her was like, there was no other option. Right. Like this is it. This is what she's going to do. And there's just like, we don't think whatever she has to do to do that. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a for sure success story like the way she talks about how actors live and that like 95 percent of actors don't have insurance and don't have like this was not a rise to stardom for sure career like when you come from poverty you would i would almost think you choose what's going to best sustain you so that you never go back in there. Some stability. Yeah. And this wasn't necessarily the stable choice. No. But boy, she had what it took to make this a sustainable, stable. So good. And her cute husband that she meets. And I just, anyway, I gave it four stars. I back up your recommendation on it, Finding Me by Viola Davis. What a great read. What so a good. great life. I'm impressed. So, and I've enjoyed her movies and shows. I and know. Gosh, when you find out people's backstories, it a little makes bit you more look at in that awe. Even. Like, wow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, agreed. That's my first one for the day. Awesome. Okay. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about today is. How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Okay. This, I love haunted houses. I don't know if you knew that. Like the thought of a haunted house or like going on Halloween to haunted houses? Both. Both. Okay. I mean, I don't want to be inside an actual haunted house. Right. But the idea of it and reading about it, like in a Mm -hmm. story or a movie, like, yes. I love it in a book. Yeah. Give me all the creepy haunted houses. I mean, I don't want like the psycho possession stuff yeah. in a movie. It's a little too real. I could probably yeah. read about it. I can read about it. I ne- I can't necessarily watch a movie about it. And no thank you to a ha- real haunted house like for Halloween. Oh, I love thank them. You. I like could not like I know I'm being it's all fake and I still scream my heart out and it's so fun. I loved them when I was younger. I just can't even I can understand <sighs> I that. I can't too. do it now. But I think you know too many real scary things. That's true. 
I, that's I think when true. you're young, you're like oblivious it's, to like, oh, there's actually real scary things in the world. Right. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I totally get that. This is the story of a woman whose parents both die in a car accident. Okay. And her and her brother are left to deal with their estate. Mm-hmm. Um, they are kind of estranged. They don't have a great relationship. They don't love, you know, they don't have great feelings about each other. Um, she's very responsible. She has a daughter. She lives out of state. She moved out of state young. She wanted away from her family. It felt very toxic for her. It was a hard, she had very negative mental health at home. And now she feels a lot better about the way she lives. And she feels like every time she has to go home, it's like PTSD. Um, her brother is like free wheeling, can't keep a job, changing all the time, drops out of school, all these crazy things, can't ever do anything and parents are constantly taking care of him and and jumping in and saving the day and all the things and it makes mm-hmm. sister so mad. And so to have to go back and like work together is feels impossible. Um they her their mother was like a ventriloquist. She had puppets and dolls and things and she loved them all and treated them like they were real and like they were all around the house and and you notice right at the beginning that like something's a little weird in the house the brother won't even go in he just stays outside he tries to gut like have a company come and just like mm-hmm. remove everything and throw it away and she's like no this is our parents we need to like go through it and be thoughtful about what we're doing and so they can't agree um as time moves on they start to realize that one of the dolls is alive and haunting the house. And then one of the dolls, one of the dolls, Ooh. one of the puppets. Yeah. This was like their mother's very first puppet. And so they have, they start to work together. They're working together better now because they have a common enemy uh-huh. and that is the doll. And so the book goes on to like, they're the, most of the story is them trying to get rid of the doll uh-huh. so that they can process their parents' death and sell the house. Wow. At first, I was like, okay, like, yeah, we're we're going a little weird. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I actually I really, weird. yeah, yeah. I, I have no problem with that. I like a little, like a little spooky, unrealistic. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it really went very, very, very far. Like, like, I don't even know. I I don't want to spoil anything if you plan to read this book. So I won't go into the details. I will just say I found it, like, nauseatingly ridiculous. (laughs) You were nauseated by the ridiculousness. I I really was. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is so dumb. This is like stop it, stop it. Yeah, a lot. I thought I think I thought those words regularly. I did finish the book because I'm okay. like, where? Come how on. are you going to end gonna this? Because around. this is lunacy. <laughs> That's how I felt about it, and it ended. <laughs> Thank it goodness. Did end. Good. I don't want to tell you how. Okay. I did. I I did appreciate like the resolution. Okay. But getting there was Daunting. painful. Yeah. It was very painful. 
for a long time. I'm very sorry. I gave the story two stars. Ooh. Um, This is not a hated book. Okay. This is a book that gets like 3.8. So people like, like it. Decent, decent. Very decent yeah. ratings. 50,000 ratings. Like that's not just a few people. Wow. I am in the minority. So you're not. Yeah. Other people love this book. They love Possessed Puppets. <laughs> I don't think I do. I just want to warn you. I didn't know. And I will say at the beginning when it's like talking about the relationships within this family, I was like totally sold. I was all in. It felt very realistic to me. Mm -hmm. I understood the sister's position. I understood like this family dynamic happening and I was in it and was like, wait, what? When it went crazy. Then you're like, oh, now we're talking about Now I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. Hmm. So it had me, and then it and lost And then it me. lost you. Now I have to decide. <laughs> Do I read it to see if I side with Sarah or with the rest of the readers? I don't know what to tell I don't you. No, either, because I don't really like the idea of puppets being like, possessed. The majority like, of ratings give this four stars. Like, overwhelming majority give baffled. it four stars. So, okay. I am the minority, but that is, I'm throwing my minority opinion out there. Two stars for How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Okay. Okay. If you've read it and you loved it, please <laughs> tell me hear why. I some other people's opinions. I would love to hear from you. You yes. know how to find us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, my next one is Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. Oh, this was our very first. Well, Anne Napolitano was our very first author for a book. Club pick. Three years ago, if three, you can believe it. Three years ago, Dear Edward was her first book, correct? Yes. Right? It was her first novel. Published. Published novel. And now her second novel is Hello Beautiful, which just came out in March of this year. I have heard very good things about well, this book. I will put my two cents on top of that. Very good things. Really? It was very good. I actually liked this. And I liked Dear Edward. Me I thought too. it was great. Me too. I liked this one even more. Ooh. I I loved it. I gave it four stars. It is the story of you've got um two family stories going on. So you've got one the I think his name is William, the boy. Um yeah, William, he grew up in a house that had experienced some tragedy and his because of that tragedy, he was never really parented his sure. parents were in survival mode and he was just kind of on his own and so kind of never really knew love like how to receive love and be loved and was kind of on his own his very first love that he found was basketball the Aww. very first place that he was invited into a group of humans was on the basketball court and he became obsessed with basketball, and that kind of is what got him through high school and on to college. He played basketball in college. Um, in college, playing basketball, he met a girl, and along with that girl came her three sisters that were grew up in a family that um, they each had their own individualized um, talents and interests, but they were inseparable, these oh. four sisters. So the first time she came to watch one of his games, she brought her sisters with her. And that's just how it was. And then mom and dad were at home, um, a functional family, 
um, for the most part, but struggled. Like there was always a struggle in their family. And so they knew they, the girls had to go to college. They had to be able to do better than what their parents um, were able to provide. They had to work really, really hard to provide anything for their girls. So these girls had ambitions to do something more. And so this story is these two that fall in love and then all the things that happen in a family. Yeah. All the turns and twists and life choices and how one person's life choice affects another person's life choice and and that life is hard. Even when you find love and it's great, life is still really, really hard. It hits on mental health. Um at a time when that wasn't like this was in the 70s, I want to say, that you didn't, there was something talk wrong with it. you. You didn't talk about it. People didn't understand it. And um, the people who are going to try to understand when and are by your side, when other, when you can't just, when most people can't understand. I, I loved it. I think it shows family relationships beautifully, love beautifully. It also like hit a part of me that was like, what would I have done in that situation? And I love a book that can put me in a, in a place and time where I don't know exactly what I would have done or thought or how I would have judged or not judged different situations in this story. I thought it was beautiful. Just, I loved it. I loved the father in the of the girls and his, you know, I just it's just fantastic. Awesome. I gave it four stars. It is definitely a must read. Okay. If you like Dear Edward, you I think you'll like this one even more. I want to know like I have after it reading on both. Hold, so what you think? I yeah. will report back. I can't wait to But hear I'm what actually you think. just really excited. This was a long wait. Yeah, from I've the had library because I've had while. it on hold probably since it came out and just got it not too long ago. So, yeah. but I, I got through it I... really quick. Yeah. I couldn't put it down. It was That's fantastic. Awesome. So, Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. I love that. Awesome. That sounds like a great one. All right. The last one I'm going to talk about today is... Are we already there? I am. I'm on my last. Three? Wow. Okay. Breezing on just through. Cruising. Yeah. Um. Is Did You Hear About Kitty Carr by Crystal Smith Paul? This is also like... I've seen this one around. highly talked about. It's but I haven't Reese read anything book club it. book. Okay. Um, it just came out in May. So it's a newer book. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what this was about when I started it. I I had assumptions, like, based mm-hmm. on the cover. Um, and I I was wrong. <laughs> I'll just Isn't say that, that funny when you look at it and you're like, ooh, I don't really like this era of story. And then you read it and it's totally not in that era, but yeah. the cover made you think. It was. A different era. Is that why? Yeah. Well, it wasn't necessarily the era. It was just... I it does and even in the description it talks about like this very wealthy film actress who mm-hmm. dies and like leaves her inheritance to these girls that are also very famous. So like why did she leave all this inheritance? People already have plenty of money that right. they're not related. Anyway, it was just super weird. And so then you're I thought it was gonna be like this, I don't know, movie star type. Mm-hmm. Well, and like not 
I don't know, maybe a very elegant movie star type story. I don't know. Okay. That's what I imagined. That's... I don't know what I imagined. It was not that. It was not. Um, it is. That is definitely a part of the story. There is a very famous, um, well-renowned actress who never had children, mm-hmm. who uh, passed away and left her inheritance, which was like $600 million, to these three sisters Mm -hmm. who are each famous in their own right it reminds me of like the kardashians kind of Mm -hmm. um and she she i mean she knows them they are Mm -hmm. family friends they the mom their mother so the the girl's mother was introduced to acting by her she when she was a child the story goes that when their mother was a child um, she was playing in a park, and the her mom met Kitty Carr. They were both at the park, and she saw her playing, the little girl playing, and was like, you need to bring her to a casting call. Like, she would be great on screen. And so she does, and she becomes an actress, and then, therefore, they she gets married, has okay. these three daughters, and is they're, – they're great. They do very well. But it did seem strange that she left all of this – all of this to them. To them. Um. So that happens like all at the very beginning. And then we start learning this story, right? We jump back in history of this woman, a black woman who, um, whose family all dies and she's kind of on her own, gets taken in by uh, a community of black people and found a job at a white home. It's mm-hmm. not slavery. We're kind of just getting over slavery, but okay. you get paid nothing. And you are still doing slave work. Okay. She's like a housekeeper or cook, a maid, does different things within this household. Um, And you start to follow this woman's story. Uh And she is raped by one of the sons of this house that she works at. Yeah. She becomes pregnant and has a child. Well, the child looks white. And so now we're learning this story of what it's like to be black but be mistaken for white white. and how you might take advantage of that because being black is so hard. Right. But then there's also a lot of conflict because like her mother was black and not mistaken. A lot of times Uh people mistook her mother as her nanny Uh, or, you know, like the housemaid taking the the child out. out. Not her own child. Right. And it actually granted them a lot of freedom Privilege. when they could do that. They yeah. could go places like to the movies that black people weren't even allowed in the movies. Um, anyway, lots of things. Her mother wants her to take advantage of that. And and it's yeah. just this story of now this child and what she's going to do. I don't want to spoil anything because it was really cool to like watch this story unfold. Mm-hmm. And then to see the connection of where that leads us back to the end of Kitty Carr and her death. Um, It was really, really good. So it's a, it's mostly the story of passing is what they called it, which I'd never heard that before. And probably just because I've never done any research about this and I'm sure it's something Mm -hmm. most people know, but it was new to me. And the idea of passing when you are black, but you can pass as white white. and you have to be really Uh sneaky about it and you don't want people to know. And a lot of people did it back in that era Mm -hmm. and the sacrifices they made to do it. And, 
how sad it is that they had that to. They had to do it. That that was their way out of what they, yeah, could do. Yeah, it made yeah. it. It made me really, really sad. And it's just another layer of history that I learned about that I yeah. didn't know. I mean, I knew. I mean, I've heard right. things. Right. I think that right. we'd read a, we story read a story where they kind of there were like. Even like a black community, but you knew they were black, but they were just light skinned black, right? And they were marrying to keep their light skin, like they were. Yes, and there was one. Remember the twins, Uh and like the twin went and went to California and never even told her husband she was black. Right. Okay. Similar situation. Okay. Okay. But there's a lot more in this story than just like one person. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. I loved the story. I loved the historical. Uh, side of it and um it certainly takes place in hollywood which is also fun yeah back in the era like the golden era of hollywood which was really fun um and i i super enjoyed it i really liked it i gave it four stars it's called did you hear about kitty car i love it yeah i'm putting that one on my list it's it's good i really liked it historical fiction in America. One of my faves. Yeah. It's fantastic. Good. Okay. My last one is The Celebrants by Ooh. Stephen Rowley. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Which he, Stephen Rowley, is the author of The Gunkel, which I, I read and I liked The Gunkel. Um, I loved But the I didn't realize his other books, Lily and the Octopus, which <gasps> I haven't read, but it's on my to read. Mine too. And um, the editor, which was on my to read list too. I didn't realize that he Same had author. so Feels many like books. different yeah. styles. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, also, there's The Dogs of Venice, which I hadn't heard of that book. But when I was looking into it, the narration of it, it's, just, it's for Audible only. And the narrator is Neil Patrick Harris, which what? I love that too. So that's now on my list. But The Celebrants, it just came out um, this year. It was actually on a list of um, books for Pride Month, um, LGBTQ books for Pride Month. So it had a really long wait, but I did get it. It just came out in May, so it is very new. It is new. Yeah, it's um, on my list too. I think I have it on I really, really liked it. Oh, good. It was really good. It is the story of there are six friends that met in college. They were roommates in college and um, they're unlikely meeting. They're all a little different. They kind of help each other through the ups and downs of this, you know, turning of adulthood childhood into adulthood life and then where you go after that and um the six of them one of them passes away this is at the very beginning of the book um like two weeks before graduation Um. and it was devastating to them um they're all just getting ready to go off and don't really have time to process this together like it's graduation the next week and then they are all going to different places in the country so they didn't um, have a lot of opportunity afterwards to heal together. But at the time, they make this pact. Well, not at the time, but um, afterwards, they make a pact that the things that were said about this friend at his funeral, they wish they had been able to tell him that that's how they felt about him. Before he was gone. Before he was gone. Okay. So, they decide that at any time you can 
called your funeral, like you're having a hard time or something in your life is not great, or you just need us all to get together and whatever, we will drop everything and come just like you would for a funeral. You know, it's not something that's ever planned, but you go when it's somebody that you love and are close with. And so they will have this funeral together, this five of them together, and they will say all the things they feel about this person while they're still alive to hear them. I kind of love it. I I love it too. And I kind I, at first I was like, this is so awkward oh. to tell these things to face to face with the person. Yes, you know? I agree with like, that. That could be awkward. There's a reason we don't normally speak so openly about how we feel about a person while they're alive, That's right? That's true. Because sometimes um, feelings are awkward. Maybe more so for some of us than others. But for me, that would be really awkward. I didn't grow up, you know, very lovey-dovey, lovey-dovey, open about things like that. So anyway, so that's what they decide. And life goes on and they don't see each other for years and years and years and years and years and years. They somewhat keep in touch, but then um, they kind of lose track over time about who's where and who's what, but they kind of loosely know where everyone is. And so it's just the story of each of them individually and when they make their call for their funeral with this group of friends. That's cool. So it, they each individually make a call? Uh-huh. Wow. So there is there is a gay couple, there are two men in here um that part of this group that end up getting married and are together. And so it it talks mostly about them and their struggles um and I, and that the reason it's on the LGBTQ list is because of those two and what the, you know their experiences um, being a gay couple, but in helping each other out in very very different walks of life, they all go off and very and do very different things and have different experiences, but yeah. the the need for their community in hard times of life and for one another and to allow one another to help you through those times because not all of them want to call their own funeral. Some of them do, but others are just like, nope, it's time for your funeral. Like yeah, we need you, to get together. I can see that you need it. You need it now. We're going to get together and we're going to get you through this and tell you all the reasons why you deserve our help in this, you know? And so anyway, it's just a beautiful celebration of life and friendship mm-hmm. and love. I, I, I really liked it. I gave it four stars. Awesome. Really, really enjoyed it. The Celebrants by Stephen Rowley. I'm excited for that one. I think you'll like it. I'm like 10 It's just a good, feel good, the important people in our lives and how we help who each other. Call? Yeah. Yeah. Who would? Who do you want to come and tell you all the things? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So. Interesting. That's a good one. I'm so glad they had each other for that. So right. I really That's super it. cool. I think that's a good list this Right? Week. I know. I'm looking at all of our books going like, wow, what are you going to pick? Right. There's a lot of good ones. Maybe not The Haunted House. That wouldn't be but my But I'm almost choice. intrigued to pick it because of the divide <laughs> on the love and hate. <laughs> I'm the only one who hates it. Everyone else is going to be like, wow, you're talking about it. It was awesome. I have a friend who just loves, loves like scary books or thrillers and that kind yeah. of stuff. And I need to call her and be like, I'm sure she's read it or it's Tell on her me list. Yeah. What you love about it. We need about to talk this. about it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. 
Interesting. I would love to hear from you. Please. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> you can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's super helpful. Yes. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. club.